curious about your idea of teaching Webflow with the whiteboard. Where did that come from? Probably I would say because uh, my mom is a teacher. Francesco, what's up? Good to have you on the show. How are you? Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm fine. It's very, very hot here in Tokyo. This is something I really don't like, but yeah, this is how the weather is right now. So yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to talk all about your move to Japan today, but I was trying to figure yeah. out like, when did you join the, the Webflow, you know, Flux's Webflow experts team? How long ago was it? Oh, less than a year, actually. It was less than a year. Uh, yeah. It was August, 2022. So yeah, still Got less it. than a year. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah feels like a lot. It actually feels like a longer lot. than that. Because so, I think you've been part of our community before, right? I remember you were helping so many people okay. in the community. I was just like, we better start yeah. paying this person, right? <laughs> yeah, probably the very first time I wrote a post inside the community was in 2020 during COVID. Yeah, the first wave of COVID. It was probably yeah between April and May. So yeah, yeah. so you've been in the community for a while before becoming yeah, officially for... part of the, of the crew. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> before joining nice. the team. So you've made this crazy move from Italy to Japan. I want to hear all about it. You're leaving the remote Webflow developer dream. Yeah. Uh, tell me the whole story from the beginning. How did you get into Webflow? Oh, yeah, yeah. How, cool. What? Why did you move to Japan? How did it all happen? I want to hear the whole story. Yeah. So probably everything started when I was working Yeah, for, for a company. So I have a nine to five job. And actually, to be honest, that was for me at, at least, yeah, a very, yeah, a horrible experience because I was feeling like I wasn't learning anything. And probably I always, I also felt that they weren't really investing on me. And so, yeah, after talking with, uh, with some friend of mine, they were already uh, freelancing, they were already freelancing. And yeah, I decided to, I know start start surfing the internet to kind of i don't know find a way to start a new a new career and actually what were you doing what were you doing in that job uh i was a software developer so something completely different from yeah uh, the web developing world uh and actually i don't even remember how i came across webflow the very first time probably it was thanks to one of your videos i don't really remember <laughs> I remember that I that I watched a lot of videos from Flux at the very beginning. Then I started picking the Webflow 101 uh, course. And yeah, then I just decided that it was the right time to quit my <laughs> my nine to five job and start a new uh yeah, a, a new a new path. So it was very, very tough at the very beginning because I didn't really have any uh network to start with. So I just uh, got the very first couple of projects thanks to friends of mine. But other than that, yeah, at the very beginning, I really struggled getting clients. Where were you based? And... Where were you based in in Italy? In like a big uh, at city? Time, in a small yeah, town? Yeah, in, uh, at the very beginning, I was in in the north near Verona, and yeah. then I decided to go back to my home country, which is in in the south of Italy. And yeah, because I really need a more, let's say, relaxing environment <laughs> to uh, really focus on my on growing my business. And so, yeah, I decided to take a step back to then yeah make more steps. And yeah, and I think it worked uh, in, in the end. But yeah, I was seeing that at the very beginning, yeah, I really struggled getting the, my very first clients. And 
uh, I decided to invest a lot on, I don't know, growing a network and making connections with a lot of people. And this is probably why I really, I decided to really focus on uh, Flux community, for example. And, and, and to be honest, probably, yeah, thanks to Flux community, I really started getting, uh, yeah, I really started getting jobs. And then after posting a few things on LinkedIn, also my network started growing. And so, yeah, at the moment I can really be happy with uh, what I built, what I've built so far. So yeah. What, what like were some of the first projects? What were, what were some of the first projects that you did? Uh, probably the very first project, yeah, I collaborated with a friend of mine that was kind of a designer uh, to make a new, new website for his, uh, it was kind of, an, a, kind of a web agency. And yeah, I collaborated with him to uh, to create his new website. This was my very, very first project. Actually, it was a very simple one because it was a one-page website, but it really helped me. <laughs> yeah, then uh, started my my Webflow path, yeah. So I'm really. And you were really always you were always game. focusing only on development. You were never doing the the design side uh, of things. At the very beginning, yeah, I really wanted to to focus on design as well. But yeah, as time went by, I realized that uh, probably yeah, development was something that was closer to yeah, I don't know, uh, part of my attitude uh, probably. And so uh, at the end, I decided to let's say. Uh, quit anything related to design and only focus on development and indeed probably this is the reason why recently i've started focusing more on uh, let's say projects that are more code related instead of just yeah building things with uh, native webflow components but yeah anyway the thing is that after studying my business uh, i was feeling like i had to kind of try something new I really wanted to move uh, out of Italy, but I really hadn't any ideas of yeah about yeah where I could where I could go. Why? And By the I, way, why why did you want to go out of Italy? Oh, because I yeah I always lived in in Italy. Oh, got it. And so just so to, to really see something to do, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to do an experience abroad. A lot of friends of mine from from university went abroad to either to study or work, and I didn't get that chance uh, at that time and so yeah i just thought that uh, that could be the right time to uh, to try something new yeah and i was yeah i've always been fascinated by uh, japanese language and japanese culture but i never get the chance to uh, look at these things uh, closer and probably covid helped me with that because during probably it was june 2020 i decided to uh, start studying japanese it was yeah, just for fun actually. I just started watching a few videos on YouTube, of course. Then I bought a few books, and yeah, everything's then uh, goes yeah went naturally. And and but it took me probably a couple of years to really decide to move to Japan because I didn't even know what I could do to to get there. And yeah, in the end, I realized that I needed a, a student visa to go to go there. Otherwise, yeah, you need kind of an, a, an agency that sponsors you for to get a working visa. But it's, yeah, on one end, it's really, really tough. Or actually, this is what they say here. And on, on the other, I really didn't work for a company like uh, as an employee. So, <laughs> uh, so the only option that I had to stay here for longer than three months 
uh, was to get this student visa. And so, yeah, right now I'm living in Tokyo and I'm studying Japanese here in an intercultural institute, uh, international school kind of, yeah, is full of uh, students from all around the world. A lot of e Italian people, probably too many, but yeah, that's a whole other story. And yeah, that's so very cool. So we, we kind of jumped from you struggling to start your freelance business to, okay, now I've got a business. Let's move to Japan. Is it yeah, like- Actually, it, it was tougher than that because I spent more than a year basically only focus on, on, on work and on my business because, yeah, I really needed to uh, get- a constant workflow and also yeah i needed to save money to uh, to come here so yeah <laughs> right now if i try to summarize everything seems way simpler than it was but <laughs> yeah it was it was very very tough especially at the very beginning because yeah i have to say that i took the decision to quit my nine to five job without probably uh yeah, probably I, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> probably I had to wait a bit longer. And so, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm here now. So, yeah. What, what, what part did, you know, I think you, you are like a Webflow expert partner, right? During the Webflow oh, yeah. experts program. I, uh, yeah, I think I took the certification during 2021. Did that or play any part in growing the business? I know a lot of people get leads from being in a program. Yeah, at the very or... beginning, yeah, I have to say that at the very beginning, it helped me get few, a uh, few interesting, few interesting jobs. But uh, yeah, so I have to right say now that... it's not like a big thing anymore. Oh uh, no, it's not a big deal anymore. I have to say because I managed to grow my own network, so uh, most of yeah, the most interesting jobs or projects for right now are. Uh, come from yeah my network and not from how did you uh, what was the process of that like how did you went about building your network so you've mentioned the flux community to to get started uh, but what else worked and then I mentioned I, linkedin I yeah i invested a lot on on linkedin basically and i started posting yeah comments on uh on a weekly basis and then oh i also yeah, I also published a few uh, projects on uh, on my public profile on Webflow, and then uh, uh, I made posts about those works uh, on LinkedIn, and that really helped me get yeah a lot of a lot of connections to to be honest. But probably the most interesting ones came from yeah I, I think came from Flux Academy to be honest. Oh really? That's <laughs> really cool. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. What's like the the biggest, most interesting one that you did? Mm, I don't know, but probably uh, one of the most interesting one is the next one I will uh, working on. I will, I'll be working on uh, in probably a couple of weeks, I guess. And it's kind of a personal project, or actually, I'll collaborate with uh, a designer to build a project that uh, hopefully will submit to to awards and is about. Uh, raising the awareness, raising the awareness uh, on yeah violence on women, and yeah, it really seems a very very interesting project with a lot of uh, animations and interactions, a lot of flexibility and and room for me to <laughs> yeah to do let's say to to play with Webflow and let's say to do whatever I want, and also the content of the website is really uh, is, is great so. I'm really looking forward to it. We'll kick off the project 
on on Friday, and then in a couple of weeks we'll yeah we'll we'll actually start working on it. So I'm really excited about that. Nice. Sounds like a great project. So how were you thinking about this move to Japan? Like, did you save money? Did you have to, you know, be okay with your clients? Everything is remote, right? All your clients yeah. are remote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I still, I have to say that I still have to find the right balance between study, work, and, and life. <laughs> and yeah, managing time zone is, is a bit hard because, yeah, I work with people from Europe and from US as well. And so, yeah, <laughs> you have to be aware that they all they all have a completely different time zone, and yeah, and you also have to avoid working late at night, for example, because I I don't think it's uh, good for your health anyway. Uh, but yeah, probably actually the toughest thing here is uh, getting used to uh, to the life in your region, but actually probably interacting with people. Because uh, I don't know how it is uh, uh, there in Israel, for example, but in Italy, they don't really speak English. And here is almost the same. <laughs> so let's say if you don't know Japanese, it's very hard to interact with people. Maybe they understand if you talk in English, but they are kind of shy and they cannot, they really don't want to answer you in uh, <laughs> in English. So they just speak, basically they just speak in Japanese. And the curious thing is that uh, a lot of times when you try to, uh, let's say, repeat things once again, uh, instead of using, let's say, uh, in instead of speaking slowlier, they just repeat the same things, but with different words. So it, you just get more confused than before. <laughs> and, and do you, yeah. do you have any other community besides local? Do you have any like Italian friends there or other kind of like uh, international oh, yeah, people yeah. that you hang out with? Oh yeah, I have a few Italian friends here. Yeah, yeah, I I usually hang out with yeah that attended my yeah the same school as mine. So, and also yeah, I'll, I also met uh probably either three or four 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 people from Flux community that uh that live in Tokyo here. Oh so, really? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we have a big Japanese audience, but I think it's it's pretty cool. So how you li uh, like living in Tokyo? Was it is it living up to your expectations? Oh, yeah, I have to say that I can be happy with that so far. So um, from time to time, it doesn't really, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling like living in, in, in Japan because anyway, Tokyo is a very uh, modern city, a huge city. So yeah, uh, it seems like from time to time, it seems like I'm still uh, in the West side of the world. <laughs> but it's uh, it's interesting because uh, you have this, uh, I don't know, huge buildings and then you have from time to time, this temple, these small temples here that uh, that pop up uh, when when you walk along the street, and yeah, so let's say traditions and modernity, I don't know, are living together here. So, and this is something that probably yeah I couldn't experience in 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 Italy, not yeah. not at at this level here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you walk in in Rome, you've got the Colosseum and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty ancient as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> yeah, true, besides but, the besides the ancient European stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, the thing is that here uh, it seems that uh, yeah, it's almost everywhere uh, the same thing because yeah, you go to another city and it's just the same. You have modern buildings and you have temples. And... Yeah, it's like the ancient culture is still alive. It's not like ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something old. Yeah, yeah, I get that. 
So you mentioned you're thinking about growing a team. Tell me about that. Oh yeah, I decided probably the time uh, uh, the time has come to start. Yeah, growing because yeah, working alone is is good, but I would like to. Uh, I wouldn't say at least right now. I I don't want to grow or build a company at the moment. But yeah, I kind of started thinking about it. But having someone that I can trust and that could help me, I think that could be really useful to then grow my business. So yeah, earn more and even offer a better or a better service to to my clients. But is and that because so, there's too much demand and you can't take all the projects or some projects are just big, too big for you to do by yourself? Or is it mm -hmm. like, are you bored with doing certain parts and you want to delegate them? Yeah. On one end, it's because uh, I get I usually get more work than I can handle alone. But on the other, I would really like to kind of uh, shift from, uh, let's say, pure development to uh, managing a small team of developers and any way to, to content creation on, on YouTube, for example. And I would also love to experiment a bit more with 3D and mix 3D, I don't know, for example, 3JS uh, with, with Webflow. And so... Uh, I would like to focus a bit more on uh, code-related stuff anyway that are related to the 3D world. And so uh, I have to say to, to create the time to, to study new things without <laughs> quitting, yeah, uh, without quitting anything that, that's, that, that is really yeah, giving money right now. Yeah. Although one thing I learned is that management is it's not necessarily freeing up your time. I mean, uh, you yeah. have to manage people, <laughs> you have true. to talk to them, you have to, there's kind of like overhead. So it's not necessarily, yeah, I, I guess it's, you know, allows you to scale productivity, but it's does not always clears up your time. Uh, it adds yeah, more, yeah, that, that's yeah, more things to worry about. You, you have to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So uh, yeah, I checked out your your YouTube channel, and I was curious about your idea of teaching Webflow with the whiteboard. Where did that came from? Oh, um, actually, I I don't know. If I have to give an answer, probably I would say because uh, my mom is a teacher. But <laughs> I don't know if that is if that is the real reason. And to be honest, I always said at least to to my mom <laughs> that I kind of I really didn't like teaching uh, or actually work as a teacher but i have to say that teaching things to people is i don't know i really i really like it because it's something that is very very difficult i mean you you have to be really you have to know really well your your stuff and also find find the way to really explain things to people because a lot of times you just i, I don't know uh, you just can do something you don't really know why uh, or how i mean you're just good at doing that stuff and so simplify things to make them available for a lot of people is uh yeah it's really really tough you have to carefully think about it and probably this is the part that i like the most i don't know but i think that yeah this is definitely the most uh yeah most interesting things about about teaching at least for me so what, figuring um, out how to simplify I, the idea so that you can share it. Oh, sorry. I didn't get it. Is, do, do you mean that your favorite part is finding how to simplify the idea? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's say take uh, tough topics and try to simplify that so that everyone can, can understand them. Yeah. 
this is the most challenging part, but also the most interesting part for for me. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I wanted I, to do something something different, actually. So this is another reason why I decided to pick whiteboard and start teaching Webflow on a whiteboard. It's a cool approach. It's a cool approach. I thought it was yeah. interesting. I do think like my feedback when I watched this was that I think it's good to kind of like explain the concepts, but then you sometimes you want to show people where it is on the interface. So I think I would do that and maybe overlay some some uh, you know screen recordings as well. But oh, it is a yeah. it is an interesting approach. Thank you. Cool. So I've got I've had some like technical not technical but like Webflow questions to you. I'm trying to I'm starting off the production right now of the new iteration of the Webflow Masterclass, and I was here's a topic that I'm thinking about a lot, and it relates to what you said right now in terms of how to simplify complex idea. So, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with styling in the sense of they would like people to tell them exactly how to style, right? Give me a framework. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are talking about client first or, you know, the BEM framework. Mm -hmm. And I personally find that these frameworks are very, very heavy and complex. And most people, it's kind of like an overkill for them. That's why so far I, I never wanted to teach them. But I do see that my approach, which was very, very simple, like super simple, it's just like write something that is clear to you, <laughs> um, is too simple for a lot of people. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to do my research on what other people are doing to figure out if there's a way to yeah. create a very simple framework for people to understand. What's So that leads to the question, which is like, what's your styling philosophy of choice? Like, how do you work? on your projects? Yeah, I don't think that I, I'm really, uh, let's say, uh, framework friendly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not a, friend, a framework friendly developer because I think that you, have, you really have to be aware of uh, the scope and, and purpose of a specific framework because otherwise, yeah, as, as you said, it's really easy to, to get lost and messed up every, with everything. And so, uh, my approach uh, actually is, let's say, looking very closely at, at the design and if possible, even ask to the designer to build along with the website uh, a clear style guide that then I can just translate into Webflow classes and, yeah, and, and styling. Because from time to time, yeah, when you want to use a, a framework, maybe, uh, yeah, you end up facing situations where you need to find workarounds or change a few things and I don't know this idea to uh, force the the framework to behave differently and I don't know I don't really I don't really like it anyway so uh, if you know that from, from the very beginning if you know that that framework is uh, a good fit for that project okay yeah let just uh, go for it but otherwise probably it's easier I think even for even for for the client or for any of your collaborators to to just come up with a a, a style guide or a developing structure that is uh, really useful that is specific to to that project. So actually, this is my my approach, and this is why I. But I think that don't... I think I agree with you. But what I find people, especially people who are kind of like early in their Webflow journey, is. Yeah. When you tell them, okay, come up with your own system, 
And they're like, wait, I, I don't know how to do that. Uh, so what yeah, should I do? Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that is true. Because the thing is that uh, you first have to be really, really aware, I think, of Webflow native components and also, yeah, a few, uh, let's say, things that are related to design only to then, uh, if you want to really start creating your, your own framework on your own way of building websites, because yeah, otherwise is anyway, is it would be really, really easy to, to get lost in your own, <laughs> in your own thoughts when trying to build a website. So yeah, actually this is a very, very tough questions. And probably uh, uh, if someone wants to, to teach people how to build their own framework, should, uh, that people should stress a lot the importance of knowing uh, even the design itself uh, and all, all the components you will you will use inside your project. Uh, so yeah, I think that we. What do you uh, think uh, about so? Uh, now I see a lot on on Twitter. There's kind of like the debate that there's people who are just they just start designing within Webflow. They're not looking at a Figma design. They're just building in. Uh, Webflow straight away. In that case, they don't have like they can't think about everything in advance, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really like that approach because you, you have uh, at least in my opinion, you have to have a, a reference, something that you can look at and something you can focus on before developing to then understand how uh, that design needs to be built inside Webflow. You, you cannot start, you cannot just start. Uh, right into Webflow and start developing your your projects without even know yeah how it would look like let's say on on desktop for example I, I think that it, in the end it would be um, yeah a waste of time because you will have to let's say fix a lot of things I never tried that but I have this this feeling that it's really really inconvenient so yeah for sure. What's your take on all of the new UI kits and libraries? Everybody's sharing libraries or UI kits, selling them, Reloom, all these kind of things. Are you used? Do you use them? Uh, not at all, to be, at to all. be honest. I find it something I just, uh, yeah, try to search, uh, yeah, to, to browse the internet. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these kind of things. I mean, if a new library comes out, I'm not the person that wants to install it on, on Webflow and, and try it. I, I don't know why, but I just don't like this. I just don't like this approach. If I need something, I can search for it and then I will add it to my project. If not, yeah, I don't really like, yeah, try try things around. So nice. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's good to test new things, but yeah, you don't really have to do that each and every time something new pops out, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fantastic. Any other recommendations for me while I'm thinking about this new new iteration of the Webflow Masterclass from your perspective, from what you hear students saying? Oh, um, yeah, it would be great, but I I know that it's tough to organize things to, yeah. I, I mean, I uh, feel like a lot of people uh, would need uh, something that is more code related. I mean, uh, know a bit of the basics, let's say of JavaScript, for example. But I think that it's really, really tough first to come up with a course that is not huge and also to really simplify things for people that have just started out. But I think that would be, it would be 
very, very interesting. Even if you, let's say, if you could teach a bit of CSS as well, because I think that knowing CSS could be really helpful to understand even more, let's say, all the properties that are listed in the design panel inside Webflow. And so probably it would be better for people because they would learn, uh, it would be a better Webflow developer, in my opinion, because knowing CSS can really help you understand all, yeah, the meanings of all the properties that you can see on Webflow design panel. And also probably even rare, it would raise your awareness about, yeah, how to build, even how to build uh, websites in, in Webflow. And knowing JavaScript can give you something more because then you can start adding even small things to your Webflow project to work around a few limitations inside Webflow. And probably it would even help you become more aware or of a few solutions that are out there. For example, yeah, uh, the FinSuite attribute solution, for example. Knowing a bit of code, I think that, yeah, could really help you better understand how things are working behind the scenes and probably you, you will end up struggling less than than usual because you're, yeah, again, you're more aware of what, what is going on. Yeah, but it takes time anyway, even for, for someone that is willing to learn because you really have to, let's say, focus on that thing and uh, accept the fact that it, it, it takes time and, and, and effort to become good at, good at coding. And, but I think that, yeah, anyone can, can learn code anyway. Yeah, this is my, this is my opinion. Nice. Amazing. Thank you, Francesco. It was awesome to, to catch up and chat. Good luck with everything in Japan. Sounds super exciting. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah. Super exciting. <laughs> Tough, but yeah, I will be here for a couple of years and then we'll see. Yeah. I don't know if I will open my uh, business here or, but anyway, yeah, at least two years, I <laughs> I will stay here. So but let's Fantastic. see. Fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. Happy that we're still able to collaborate even across across the world and you can oh, be part of our yeah. team. Thank you for, for everything that you're doing in our community. And oh, thank, thank you for, for joining me for this chat. Oh, thank, Cheers. thank you for, for a great opportunity for the invitation to this, yeah, to this episode of the podcast. So it was, All right. it was awesome. Cheers.